to Alternative Facts Podcast, it's Sir. And your boy, Ray. Come with another wonderful edition of the podcast. Best podcast in the land, baby. The land! We got a special de- guest here today. Mark. Hey, how y'all doing? You got the uh, Mr. Rogers voice going on. It's a wonderful day in the neighborhood. <laughs> keep them calm, keep them alive. Hey. Keep them calm, keep them alive. Just make sure you uh, get up in that mic and speak up a little bit. You got it. You can move it close to you if you need to. All adjust right. it accordingly. All right. You won't break it. It ain't fragile. Test, test. There you go. <laughs> so uh, let's, get, let's get into it. Mark, uh, how about you tell the people about yourself? Let them know what, what makes you so interesting. Well, I think that's more on a serves front to define that, but I show up as is. Um, we play a lot of hoops together. In fact, he's picked me up off the floor a couple of times and said, all right, old man, keep it going. Set that screen. Get my bound. Sir, why don't you never pick me up? Like we, I, I play with you as well, and when I get knocked down, you literally step over me, and I be on your team. So fuck you. <laughs> That's crazy. That's crazy. Kicking while they down. So y'all play basketball together. Yep. And that's how Sir met you. Yep. And then we started talking about movies. And uh, once upon a time, I had much more of a grounding in the media biz. And uh, so I had some stories. He said, all right, come on in sometime. I said, I'd be more than happy. So it's a pleasure being here. It's always good to hear stories from people, especially, you know, uh, the things that you go through through life. So you said you was in the media business. You want to be more specific? Like what specifically in media? <clears throat> I... Uh, was in broadcast journalism and I worked at KRC right when Nick Clooney left. And uh, so it kind of broke my heart when he left. And so I thought I'll try to work around documentary. So I went to LA just in time for the riots. And so, um, like he looted, like he, like he said that like he went there just to loot, like he made it just in time to get a TV. So you stole the TV. What's that? You stole the TV. No, nah, I didn't steal the TV. <laughs> he's, but, I mean, uh, just time for the rise. <laughs> but uh, martial law was declared, but I was living in Santa Monica at the time. And martial law was not declared in Santa Monica. You know, busy place. But so during the riots, I went out and everybody was honoring martial law. So I was downtown Santa Monica with not a soul out. It was like the apocalypse had hit. Yeah. So that kind of formed, uh, and that formed some opinions about how things are run and, and what a meaningful work life and orientation towards life is. So uh, um, I worked with, uh, with a, a film producer out there. While I was there, he never got anything up on its feet, but he was one of the guys. He got the Doors movie up on its feet. So uh, uh, eventually I got an offer from a Cincinnati studio to come and work, and I, I learned hands-on production experience. And this was the old days of uh, film cameras. Where he actually had to load the film in the camera, mm-hmm. and uh, <clears throat> so uh, I came back for that, and uh, I was able to work around uh, a local group that had gone big time. They'd gotten a, a big record label and did their first big label music video, a band called the Afghan Wicks, which are still putting stuff out there. Based on that, I met a uh, I met a director from Minneapolis. They'd had a film scene in Minneapolis. He said, come on out there and try to do your own thing more out there. But everything was being done there. So instead, I went to Wilmington, North Carolina, where Dino De Laurentiis had built sound stages. And, uh, but there wasn't an independent scene out there yet. So I was able to do more, I felt, by going there. And 
After a while, uh, I had gotten in the uh, Screen Actors Guild. At least I had eligibility to do it. And there was a kind of a cult movie called Empire Records that I that I had a, a cameo on. I guess you wouldn't call it a cameo. That's when the person who's doing the cameo, everybody knows. Or yeah. like, so I was not known. But anyway, I got a, I got a, a day player gig on it. And uh, um, over the years, uh, started orienting more towards being in front of the camera rather than simply behind it. Mm. So that's kind of the overview. I, I, I kind of want to get into that realm. I'm mm. thinking about starting um, a media company myself. So I kind of want to get into that realm of film and uh, also more modern things. I'm not saying film is not modern, but more modern things like uh, internet-based stuff as well, like, you know, because mm-hmm. that's the big, you know, that's where we're going towards. We're going towards more networks being internet-based anyway. So I just think it's a lot easier. And it's, it's a lot more, uh, I would say it's a lot more easier to kind of make it in that business versus the alternatives. Like, the big screen is a lot harder to make it than, big time. you know, making something on the internet and one person making it big. When all you need on the internet is one what they call viral thing to go on viral sensation Much wiser. and then that's it like after you got that you as long know. as you can retain that attention yeah you, know, you got the you got the but audience you gotta for good. retain it you gotta retain it. you all listen content is king at, at, at all times big screen small screen on the internet content is king if you're putting out good stuff and you're you consistent eventually you're gonna get your break yeah so you say you was getting in front of the camera so uh, how many movies did you uh get in well, have you been in? In terms of uh, in terms of playing a, a central character, uh, two movies, and uh, but uh, but they both seem to have had a, a decent life, um, and then uh, but as you were talking about new technology, I would not have even gotten in front of that stuff without uh, without speculating on new technology. I was seen as a Benedict Arnold in the Wilmington, North Carolina backdrop because. When I was first there, they were more support system or what they call below the line for the content originators coming from LA mainly or New York. But uh, you had larger crews because it took more people to do this media stuff when it came to film cameras and lighting. So I started proposing digital before it was seen as viable for cinematic applications. Mm. And sure enough, the the movie that I'd worked with the guy I told Sir about who recently, um, he, uh, it was his concept and basic story idea that was The Shape of Water that just won Best Picture really? at the Oscars. Yeah. Mm. But, uh, but at any rate, I came across him because I was auditioning, not so much to audition for the part for smaller budgeted projects, but I could pitch both the producer and the director who were many times on site to the casting session to go digital instead of film mm. most people are like ah. but uh, but these guys um especially because there was a sag strike scare so things went into overproduction everybody was working and they lost their film crew really so yeah uh, i i had to legitimately compete for the part because this guy was such a good writer i was like whoa i gotta take this seriously and, and it was the first time i really wanted what seemed like a smaller project uh, as a performer, just because I love this guy's writing. 
But sure enough, they lost their film crew and it would have shut the whole production down. But a few years before, I had, uh, in order to stimulate more projects coming through, they had a media expo at the sound stages. And I had formed a relationship with Panasonic um, by working as the new technology uh, project manager. And they had uh, demos where they were bringing the first digital projector that could throw on a huge screen, which is now, of course, the industry norm. At the time, though, all theaters were still using Really? Film projector to Old present school. movies at theaters. Right, yeah, yeah. right, right. So um, so they did that, and they sent a bunch of engineers where there were conversations with uh, with people who were more interested in cinema about how make how to make the signal dense enough as well as how to have the proper frame rate to make it look like film rather than video, which video, of course, didn't have the quality back then, but it also had more frames per second yeah. than what film does. Yeah. Something about losing some of those frames per second. They didn't want... They, yeah, but it makes people look more stately or noble. And that's why cinema, everyone was like, how do I look like it? the people that we see on the yeah. big screen? Because those, mixing, those, those missing six frames, for one thing, makes people move in a more... Yeah, that, that you, you record them differently. I do know that from like my camera. They right. tell you, if you want to record so in cinema, know. you record, I think it's like 25 right. versus recording. Like, what, what are we doing now? We're not so the more frames, the better. No, no, not necessarily. The less it's actually less frames. The less yeah. frames, yeah. the better. Yeah, the yeah. less okay. frames. I wouldn't even say better. It just gives you the more cinematic look. And since we are so used to that, that's what we want to see on the big screen. So, like, like the first time we seen, like, like we see, like, like we in the Best Buy, so we see, like, a, the TV. The first time we seen, like, 10A, people like, oh, it looks so real. So, like, how many frames was that? It's almost like too much information no, sometimes. No, 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 no. It's, it's more like, because um, what you're talking about is, like, the clarity, right? Okay. But for, that, for, it has nothing to do with the clear. Okay. But nah. for right. but for some of the sports photography, they'll even go sixty frames per second. Yeah. So so, so you're right. It, it takes both of that. There there there's more uh, there's more information to be recorded per each frame. Mm-hmm. But also, if they crank up how many frames are being used, then that will also give a, a I guess a variety of quality as well. Sometimes it's almost like too much information uh, uh, for some people when they're used to uh, not such a super clear. And the great thing about sports photography or videography or digital photography is that when you slow it down, you have so much information for the individual frames. Yeah, and that's what makes the higher frames. Higher frames are really good at being slowed down Okay. because they have so much frame data that it looks spectacular when you see, you know, a receiver going up for that ball in slow motion and yep. getting it down. So most sports, if not all sports, are shot in sixty frames. Yeah. Okay. Back I never in knew that. back in these days, though, these were were not uh, possibilities without without super large cameras and very very expensive equipment. Yeah. Now you can get a great quality with like a camera as small as that. Yeah, and get amazing quality. It's crazy. Yeah, I technology because I know in one of my favorite movies um, of. 2016 uh, Mad Max. Max. Are you? Did you watch? I did. Just watch the movie. So they filmed the movie with regular cameras, like regular, you know, the big cameras that they use. But when they, they, anytime they did any of the chase scenes or action scenes, they use a 60D, a Canon 60D. They use basically a HDR camera because they said it was easier to film as they ride, and they they broke so many of them. And you want to break these. 
$15,000, cameras. You'd right. rather break a $1,500 camera. Right. But you still get such good quality that it's fine to use one when you do your access. Nah, I never knew that. Yeah. So you're using cameras like that? Yeah, using the camera like nah, that. That's pretty good. All Smart. the action scenes, yeah. Yeah. Hey, that's what Smart. you gotta. That's what good directors and steal them, them off the set. <laughs> yeah, hello. yeah, they probably did. They probably had like yeah, a little. Hello. They probably had a nice bulk just sitting there, just so they can like, just when they break one, grab yeah. yeah, get they their card out. He said they broke. She said they broke a lot of cameras. Cause they was doing so much, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, that's you know that movie was crazy. That movie's over the top. <laughs> so all the like all the cars going in the action sequences and it's fast, and they was doing that stuff real time. So they was dropping a lot of cameras. Smart yeah. producers, yeah, very yeah. smart producer. Yeah. So uh, being that you have done films yourself uh, on a smaller role, but you still done films nonetheless. Mm-hmm. A lot of people have never done anything as far as that at all. How challenging is it being an actor? Well, <clears throat> when I did my last stint in L.A. Um, I found a support group. The numbers are that there are so many performers that go out, they, they have some early success and they can't leave. And so the other thing is when people go homeless in Southern California, and of course all that's changing now too, because, uh, California now is not the production hub, especially for TV series that it used to be. Atlanta is the new Hollywood. As I understand really? it, but uh, absolutely. But at any rate, Tyler Perry, no Annie. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. but uh, um, it all depends on what the story backdrop needs as well. But uh, of course, Breaking Bad was Albuquerque. But overall, for years and years, and I was there for the end of that era, mm-hmm. um, the Hollywood era. Yeah, that's yeah. what they would call it, right? Yeah. Absolutely. That they just don't shoot there. Uh, because it's 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 expensive. You have to have a real budget um, and and a serious commitment from the network if it's picked up by a network, to, if they are shooting in in, uh, in L.A. or Hollywood itself. But at any rate, um, that so many people would keep it going, and it becomes, if you will, like an addiction. That the next big break, like a, almost a gambling mm-hmm. related addiction but a lot of people in terms of there were a lot of frustrations growing up there's a validation that comes with hitting that next project making it they feel like they made it so there's an actors fund that funds support groups for people talking it out and going okay about how much are you going to gamble before maybe not having an exit strategy if the town gets too expensive if if uh if people aren't getting cast on things and I worked, uh, I was smart. Instead of just getting so focused on doing, um, I'm, I can't say it's smart before the fact, but after the fact, hindsight looking, it, it was a decent strategy. I worked for a casting director for, on the technology side because, of course, that's where I cut my teeth. I was able to see a lot of performers coming in, how good they were. Many times I'd want 20 people to get the one part because people were bringing so many inter- interesting things. And the casting director I worked with had the same view. Uh, it's just um, a lot of times he would ask, he w- would know the actor. So if it was a part that had a lot of pressure to it, like a recurring part or even a series lead or co-lead, he would know their financial background. If they needed the project too much, a lot of times they'd hold on to it and kind of blow it at that network level of auditioning to get the part. So, because the so cat- if he was broke then nine times out of ten, he wouldn't hire you. The, the casting Dang. director might not invite them 
uh, at a higher level reoccurring role or a series lead role. In terms of a day player, if they were an incredible performer, they would be invited. But the casting director is also kind of like an actor. A lot of people think that they are the power brokers, but not so much. They have to be kind of a diplomat to keep things moving. If a casting director and the people they bring in that ultimately the network doesn't select all the work of casting, they have to start from scratch for no more money. The money they're making is just set. Mm-hmm. And they have to compete against other casting directors, just like performers. There are a lot of them out there. So it was his job to know the background, to know the strong points of different performers in minutia. He a lot of times knew, uh, as long as they were performers that had, had been doing it for a while, he would know their biographical background to a certain extent. So basically, uh, for the people that you know don't really know a lot about film or, uh, you know, the genre at all and the lingo uh, casting director, you know, for dummies will essentially be somebody that chooses the actors and then the parts they choose, they choose them for. Not correct? so much the parts that they get, but in terms of who's able to compete for the part. Yeah. Okay. Will, uh, they, so you got to go through him before you even get a chance to sit in front of the director. Well, in a producer, uh, getting, getting an agent that has a decent uh, relationship with the casting directors of the region. Um, and as long as the agent, like for the vast majority, a casting director, at least out there, would not see a performer that didn't have an agent. Okay. So the agent is the first step. But then, yes. Uh, a lot of steps. Cause agents, a, lot, a lot of steps. Because agents can, can, can jank people. Oh, yeah. I ain't really a big fan of an agent. Yeah. Some agents, don't get it to it. Some agents can take you to stardom. But some yeah. agents can, can jank you. Jank you once. Yeah, you got to watch out. Jank promoters. So there's a lot of research on different levels beyond what what most folks would consider the specific craft of performing. See, people a lot, a lot see a lot of people probably just thought you just walk in, audition, you get the part. Yeah, you get the part. So it's a lot of steps to this. It's a lot of politicking. It sounds like a lot of politicking. Yeah. And the getting a role. So it ain't just about talent. Unfortunately, um, it's about who you know. Well, it's like everything. It, there's a talent to not always to being good with politics. That's, that's true. So that is a part of the talent because if you think about a lot of stories that that people will watch a series about, there's a lot of power relations in the series that we watch now. So somebody who has a sense in the real world how to survive sometimes that infuses ideas about how to perform in a scripted. I guess that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So, so, okay. So let's talk about um, more or less like um, some of like the favorite shows that you might be like, like that you like since you have so much film background and you sound like you've been in the multiple layers of it as well. You was an actor. You also helped cast, right? You said that. Uh, Yeah. I, I worked on the tech level. So I would shoot the auditions and then upload them to the coded sites so the powers that be could watch them in privacy and to make these high level decisions have you ever um seen any auditions of anybody that's famous at all yeah yeah absolutely um um the person who i would uh, one of the, the people i was particularly impressed with and how they carried themselves and how polite they were to people uh through the receptionist all the way up to the, the higher level folks was uh, Lou Diamond Phillips. Okay. Yeah. Just a uh, really stand-up guy. 
And then another guy I was impressed with was uh, who's been around for a long time. Look, the guy takes great care of himself because uh, he's on Tyler Perry's one of his shows now. But John Schneider, one of the Dukes of Hazard, understand that? Guys, yeah. So um, and then years ago, uh, I knew Michelle Williams. Who, okay. And then uh, and I was able to uh, know Halle Berry before she won the Oscar for a little while. And, about, and then when she had sex, yeah, he was a stunt double. Oh, so you play? He played Billy Bob Thornton. Oh, Billy so you want to have sex with her? Uh, I, <laughs> it was certainly an ambition. <laughs> Me? <laughs> I'll be right over. Her in the casting couch. Uh, this, could, uh, this could be free. I don't even gotta get. That. Why not? I gotta get paid. I do too. I gotta get paid. But you'll go in there. Yeah, I go in there. Dabble around. Man, I get paid. <laughs> See how many how many takes we taking? Like one take, I only need. Paid. Two takes, I, I gotta get some. I gotta, you gotta come in check. Now I'm putting in too much. Yeah, work. you gotta come in check. This ain't no longer pleasure. No. <laughs> and then locally, uh, there was a, a film that um, John Savage, uh, more of a character actor now, but in the '60s, I think he played the lead in the in the the musical adaptation of Hair. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. He's been in Spike uh, uh, Spike Lee. Uh, he was in a uh, he was in Francis Ford Coppola, The Godfather Three. He said he was in Spike Lee. That means they was having sex. Yeah, yeah, no. He was in, in, in Spike Lee. Uh, <laughs> Not even in his movies. He, he was, was in Spike Lee. He was in a Spike yeah, Lee joint. I know which I used to do back in the sixties and the seventies. We done heard about. Yeah, Quincy Jones. I spilled the beans. Yeah, Hollywood was a lot different place. You like, like you probably see the whole Me Too movement unfold before your eyes. Like, like you like. Yeah, you want me to upload this video, huh? Yeah, it's a damn good thing that that is happening. I've you seen a lot of that kind of crazy stuff That's, going on. That like that power like you see have you ever witnessed somebody use that power on somebody that's like actually take advantage of somebody? I've I've been lucky that uh a lot of times more of the projects I tended to be around was a labor of love. And luckily the the LA um stuff that uh the casting director I worked with was of high integrity and then um ultimately the the show which was called Journeyman that I got to work with as a performer, but it was through working with the casting director that I met the the showrunner because I was doing the tech for them. Yeah. And then he says, "Oh, you're an actor," and there was a common background story. And I played a a, a baseball scout in a, a summer catch, which this guy uh, who who's the showrunner for Journeyman. Uh, he, he wrote that screenplay. Mm. So, um, and he hated what they did with it. So I, I told him some stories. <laughs> they never like it though, do they? So he just plugged me in and said, okay, you're going to read. I wouldn't have any time to prep, which was good because I didn't have any time to think about it. You think about it too much. You need it too you much. You overthink it. Yeah. Right, right. You overthink it. And as well as it, it, it employs the parasympathetic nervous system, that fight or flight. If you need something too much, you're 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 in there like you got to fight for it or you got to run from it if it's going to kill you. But what that does is it it amps up, <laughs> it amps up your your adrenaline, and and that a lot of times too much adrenaline takes away your better instincts. But if someone's saying, okay, no time to prep, you're just going to read. I know you, you know me, just relax. And here's the thing, they're really doing you a huge favor. And because I basically had been a part of this guy's crew by shooting all the auditions that they had to make their decisions for. Um, I was snug minds in there. It, it, why, it, why, it, why does he keep popping up? Pressure. This same video, it had been looped in like five times. <laughs> yeah. 
They'd have seen five different versions of the same character for me. With a wig on, sunglasses on. This guy's pretty nice. I like number five. It's me. Oh, you like me, huh? Yeah, that's funny. It's different versions of you playing the same character. That's funny. Yeah. So what? What? What kind of TV shows do you like currently? Like that's currently on. Do you have any that you lean towards? And if so, why? I told I told Sir about about Timeless. Okay, never heard of it. It's uh, time travel, which Journeyman was as well. Same network, same time slot. And they might have changed it this last season. But I wanted to hate it because my show, and I can't say my show because I, I, I had a, a smaller reoccurring character. But, uh, but at any rate, that's still quite a score. And uh, yeah, It was your show because you was on it. You got, and, they, and they killed it. Yeah. They killed it. And right when, when my uh, character was being introduced was towards the end. It was the 13th episode. Lucky 13, right? But at any rate, <laughs> the writer's strike had hit. And so they shut everything down. Well, because the show was expensive to produce, when the writer's strike was resolved, they didn't bring it back. Mm. So And, I, and I, I never got another reoccurring Character. Yeah, recurring is hard, especially on the TV, that's and that makes you like, legit. You, I'm that, saying, like, you realm. get with that. Yeah, yeah. That's, like that's big. Man, that's big. <laughs> I know, I know actors that ain't that you see pop up here and there, but never get the roles. Right, right. So it, it was, uh, it was definitely a blessing, and just having the experience of it was a, was a blessing for the time that it lasted. But at any rate, uh, Timeless is about time travel. Same network, and I wanted to not like it, and I must say, Timeless is a better show than Journeyman ever was. So I'm a huge fan. Can, they they go back to what really, network? Uh, NBC. NBC. Okay. And uh, they go back to. I never heard of either. This was crazy. Yeah, they we, just had went through their second season. We, so like, you can check it out. We know a lot about yeah, TV I'm, shows. I'm, I'm deep in the media, real deep, balls deep. Yeah, they one of the shows was they had to they had to go back to the early days of NASCAR, and uh, and the character that they had to work with. Was and, and these are all historical characters, but some of them are lesser known. But there was this incredible African-American racer in the early days of NASCAR, which was all done in the South. So this guy had to be so much better everybody than everybody else, even to be in it. Yeah. But what I love about it is the show goes and brings this character and dramatizes his story out in a way that, that none of us even knew to think about. Mm. So a show that does that, it both entertains, but it also educates. And uh, you said it's been on for two seasons? Two seasons. It's yeah. called Time... Timeless. Timeless. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll have yeah. to check it out. Yeah. I have to check it out. Too. Put it on my queue. Like I said it should I be on Hulu. Like yeah. What about you, sir? Shows that you currently like? Shows I currently you like? Get, you only get two. So you only get two. Fuck you. You only get two. <laughs> like you go and I come back. I got to think. Shows that's currently on TV that I think is, is overly fascinating and is breaking TV. Breaking TV in a good way. Uh, Mr. Robot is a phenomenal, phenomenal TV show. They lost me. And maybe some people can be lost, like (laughs) sir. But if you're not lost and you own the ball, you're behind the eight ball like I am, (laughs) the show is great. Like season two. Nice. Season two was so good. I thought they ended it. <laughs> I thought they, I thought they like Bruh. seriously canceled after Bruh. two seasons. Bruh, stop. So they got third season yes. coming. Uh-oh. Yes, I double check it though. But <laughs> season two was so good that the they twi- they they made you watch the whole let's say 12, 13 episodes. Yeah. And on the thirteenth episode, mind you, I'm all, I'm already probably giving this season like a nine out of ten. I'm already like this season, is, this season can't be no more better. Like what the season finale gonna give me that I didn't already get? You find out a big twist about the entire season. And that just makes everything even better. 
That show is that good. So if you never checked it out, nice. I think you should check it out. It's I about a, it's about a computer hacker. I know that uh, that actor. I think he won a Golden Globe for it. I think so too. Yeah. Mr. Yeah. Robot. He, he won some really big award, and you know he's a, he's a Michael, real young guy. So. Michael, who's the who's the older fella in there? The older fella? It ain't Michael Keaton. I don't know why. Michael no, that's Keaton not either. definitely not Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton is a, he in his uh, Renaissance yeah, phase, boy. He in the Swan song. He been yeah, since oh, he, a lot since of big roles. This, this when you he, eat. Yeah. This when you eat now. After after uh, Birdman. He, he, yeah. he ain't look back since. Hey, yeah. he, got, he, got, he got Spider Man. I was like, go ahead, Michael yeah, Keaton, get this Michael, money. Michael Keaton is uh, you talking about Christian Slater? That's okay. Yes. Okay, Christian Slater is in the movie. Yeah, but yeah, uh, the season three uh just took off in 2007, ending December 2017, and the show is still say, hey, ongoing. There ain't really no show that I'm watching right now that's really. I'm really ain't watching that much TV. Well, troll hunters. Yeah, besides should... troll hunters. <laughs> <laughs> what uh? Troll hunters. That was good. It's, it's an anime. Yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's not. It's a, it's a. It's animated. And my favorite person I ever worked okay. with, he co-wrote that with uh, troll hunters. Yeah, and, and it's it, on Netflix, right? Yeah. This guy's name is Daniel Kraus, and uh, and then he had the concept and the title for Shape of Water. So he's also. So he's just phenomenal. Sound like he well, they just, they just gave him George Romero, who passed recently. He's the creator of the zombie, which has become a, a genre unto itself. This guy was writing a book; it was unfinished. So they just gave him his unfinished book to edit and finish. Really, and it's his childhood hero. So, so it's always good to work for somebody that you care about. And he's Midwest. He's Midwest. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's uh, Chicago. He's he's never lived out there. Never been in the thick schmooze of it. So, like I say, I hope you come out with something. Sounds like he's been making, putting out good stuff. I haven't seen Shape of Water yet. It's on my list. Though. I finally seen it. What'd you think? I thought it was okay. Yeah. I, was, I, I, I thought it was okay. I don't think it was Oscar winning right. material. Movies. It wasn't bad, though. I, 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 told you, I told you what it was. It's Beauty and the Beast. I told you the deaf girl. I told you what it no, was. No, I told you that. I was like, it's just Beauty and Beast. You did tell me that, but I told you what I thought it was, and I still think it's that. <laughs> what? I think it's I think it's because it's the same guy that made Hellboy. <laughs> I said the same thing. So I'm like, I, is, is it? I, I think it's the blue dude from Hellboy. I think it it's is. Like, it's, 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 it's the same actor. Oh, yeah, it is. It is. He's he's loyal to his people, so it's the same actor. Yeah, because yeah. look, they look very similar. Yeah, that is. They him, got man. very similar backstories. If you look at listen to the guy from Hellboy, he got a very similar backstory to the creature in Shape of Water. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, I don't know. I don't know. Beauty they never confirmed it. Yeah. Hey, Beauty and the Beast was great. Guillermo del Toro, man. He's, yeah, he good. He loves monsters, though. Yeah, and he loves film history <laughs> because you know that that segment where they break out into the musical. Yeah. So he's doing an homage to this genre. They did. It, it's kind of a mashup genre movie. Okay. They did that movie that had a musical in it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, a little part. Yeah. I'm gonna watch it. When you say musical, you think like big, big. No, it was like a part. They broke in a song. How about that? Yeah. And, and, and dance. <laughs> and dance. Yeah. They broke in a song. And, <laughs> dance. Music. and there was a little backstory they let into it that that uh, the guy that she was living with, you know, was struggling to get back in the industry. Uh, I guess the ad industry. They were musical and dance fans, so they'd watch them and black on their black and white TV yeah, at home. They, then they kind of work out yeah. the steps a little bit together, mm-hmm. and then in, in a kind of imagination sequence, voila, full Hollywood spectacle. Song and dance, huh. but it, he he goes black and white with it that segment, right? Uh, I, do I think not, he might. I do not recall. Right, right. I do not recall. I don't want to say. Might, I now. might be wrong on that, but yeah. But yeah, it was, it was it was a good movie. It was a good movie. I just don't think it was. 
Oscar-winning movie. I think I gotta it, see what else was in that category. I think it appealed to the older members of the Academy, which there are still enough of them that they were able to win the vote that I way. I didn't even get on the Academy. Um, I'm assuming you gotta have a lot of time in the game. I don't think they're gonna just be giving uh, that to anybody. Yeah, yeah. I think I think uh, people from different aspects uh, of the defined industry who have worked in it, I guess, enough that you can become an Academy member. And then they vote within that Academy membership. Uh, Thinking about the Academy Award uh, got me want to ask you a question um, about uh, the seeing that I, I, I love movies, love movies, love TV shows. I watch a lot of them, like a lot of movies and TV shows, even before I start reviewing them. Yeah. But now that I'm starting reviewing them, especially this year, probably a little bit last year, but definitely this year for sure. Nice. How do you feel about and what do you think about the, I'm not going to say the word force, but I'm going to say like, I don't really have another word for it. How do you feel about all of the like diversity in Hollywood? I, I kind of feel like they forcing it to people, especially like the women. Like women is getting way more starting roles than they have ever had that I can think of in the modern day. And that Tanya uh, African-America is starting right, to get right. way more. It's like the black renaissance all over again in the 90s. They starting to get way more um, roles lately how do you feel about that what do you think is driving that change well one it's overdue but, I agree. but number two and yeah and that's obviously a, a gross understatement when i say it's overdue uh, but beyond that hollywood is about money and you can have an old school and that old school can try to keep its reins on content but if anything goes out there and shows that it can make massive money it is going to change Hollywood. And the Fast and the Furious has done that in such an undeniable way that now it's open opportunities for a much wider breadth and depth of storytelling as a result because of the diversity in the cast in Fast and Furious. You look at how many, what, they had seven or eight of them? It's a lot Something of them. like that, yeah. right? Yeah. And so Hollywood being basically bottom line money oriented, there's a good thing to that. In a way, there's a democracy of ideas or a marketplace of ideas when it comes to people saying, I'm going to bother to leave the comfort of my home and pay the price of admission to sit in a theater and watch this on a bigger screen. And if enough people go and do it, it will change how producers speculate. Because producers have to speculate what kinds of stories are going to get us an audience that we can continue to produce. And I agree with you that money usually dictates Hollywood. It's always been like that. So let's say in the 90s, there was a lot of black movies because black people were selling movies. Right. And, you know, during the early 2000s and the late 90s, they stopped, I guess, stopped selling movies. So they stopped putting them on the big screen. But I can make a big argument uh, that... I don't really see like a lot of that off the top of my head anyway. I can't think of a lot of um I can't think of a lot of films with a leading actress outside of something that has a franchise that was making a lot of money to say let's push women in 2018. Right. Like you if, if every big actress I think of that was making money last year or or previous years has had a franchise behind them. Right. So like Ocean's uh, 8. So you, you had the, the Oceans with the guys first. Yes. So then Oceans 8, there's a franchise behind it, even though it's it, it's a, it's somewhat novel to have an ensemble cast like that that's, that's 100%, that's not like based on somebody's 
story that they're uh, that they're reenacting. So, uh, so I can I can see that. You know, films like Get Out. Okay. I don't. For one thing, they had that that very successful uh, Key and Peele TV, TV series, and really Absolutely. funny and great. And NPR yeah. was covering it yeah. and, and all that. So, so really really good stuff there. But then this guy does something really improbable. He could have gone a much safer route with it. So he took a risk. He had vision, and and now he's he's a viable filmmaker yes, that will get serious budgets behind and. The actor that he picked, you know, basically a complete unknown. But the guy, in terms of his performance quality, knocks it out of the park. Mm. And did and you people, see him in um, Black Mirror? No, I haven't. Yeah, one, one. He did that before Get Out. Yeah, he did Black right, Mirror nice. before. Just, just nice. one episode because sure. you know, they always change up in Black Mirror. Episode. Right. Oh, great episode! Yeah, he yeah. showed his acting chops, and nice. from that, maybe mm. you could say I kind of want that guy because he was. He was really good. Boy, he made the right decision casting him, though. Yeah, he did he? great. Yeah, he yeah. did phenomenal. Yeah. You yeah. believe that he was really fearful of what was going on. Yeah. yeah, so in terms of diversity, I still think that the, the diversity in casting and storytelling is still going to be male, more male-dominated of course. for a while. But things are loosening up. And a, and a key example is Melissa McCarthy. Uh, I think she's terrible, by the way. But, but continue. But but she has uh, she has a, a partnership with her husband, and and she tends to do projects that she is behind the scenes with. She came up in the Groundlings, which is a hardworking comedy troupe that is improv based in their orientation. So they have a show called Nobodies. She's in it some, but more in the cameo. I think I heard about this. Nobodies is a smart series. But it's coming with the Groundlings uh, actors uh, doing its bit, mm-hmm. and uh, and that show would have never had a chance for that diversity of, of voice and uh, and kind of out of bounds to to what TV series used to be about uh, without the monetary success of Melissa McCarthy on the big screen. Yeah, I don't dislike her as, as an actress. I'm, I just don't find her funny. Right, so if right. I don't find her funny, then sure. nine times out of ten, I'm not going to like most of the movies that yeah. she in. Yeah. I am interested in that, that, that puppet movie that she does. I haven't seen a trailer over that. I am interested. I've seen I, the trailer. I, I, What's I it called? It's called Happy, Happy Time Puppets. All right. It's I just know like it's like a, it's an R-rated puppet movie. Puppet movie. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know is the Muffets trying to sue him or something? I don't know. Some, some, somebody's trying to like get a lawsuit. Well, like I said, if, if they got any kind of Muppets in there, I'll put y'all to someone too. Because like I said, they doing like Coke and it's like a serious <laughs> right, right. But they weren't doing like Coke, like white powder. They was doing like pixie stick dust and she was you like, because it's Muppets. So they kind of making it funny. It actually looked funny. We might start to see more who she really is because she's had a kind of success that now has given her creative freedom that she did not have before. And she had to appeal, what, to a broader audience, which a lot of times kind of... Uh, it dilutes the, the it dilutes the quality of content when you're trying to reach that broad audience. Yeah, but sometimes it hurt too. Sometimes Some people don't survive. She's been putting yeah. in a lot of work. That's yeah. one thing about her. Like, I give her that Kevin Hart treatment. When I say she's been working, she's on Mike and Molly, Gilmore Girls, yeah. all these movies. So I, I yeah. never take away how hard of a worker she is. She works really hard. Yeah. I personally just don't find her funny. I don't yeah. either. But you were saying, but you were saying a woman can't get a lean role. I didn't say that. Don't put words in my mouth. But it's less. Likely. I never once said a woman cannot get a lead world. I just said I do not understand because we all know Hollywood is pushed by money. And yeah. my whole argument was so why are they pushing so many uh, movies with women leading roles? If I, off, like I said, off the top of my head, 
So this is no research. This is the Alternative Fact Podcast, by the way. Off the top of my head, I cannot think of no movies. Not no. I can't think of many movies with a leading actress that made a lot of money that did not have a franchise behind them. Uh, made yeah. a lot of money. Okay, you said make a lot of money. Yeah. I'm about, yeah. I'm about to say like, sure. three, like three billboards. I don't know how much money they made. Yeah, that's, that's I, not making a lot of money. I, I, I right. Tanya. I, uh, what about Molly's game? Molly's game made and made a lot of money because people were actually liking that game. You didn't right. hear about that movie? What's that? I never, I never watched it. That's on my list, but yeah, I have heard a lot I think about it's it. Worth your while. Well, yeah, yeah. Right. it's Jessica Chastain. But like, perfect, like when I think of women, uh, when I think of women actress, I think of people like because um, you make so much fucking money, Jennifer Lawrence. I mean, she makes so much fucking money. Yeah. So yeah, they will give Jennifer Lawrence whatever she wants, budget wise, yeah, yeah, yeah. movie wise. Like you choose. You, can, you see you Red you Sparrow? Of course. Wow. You liked it. <sighs> I had to crawl out of the theater after it. I found it intense. He said I had to crawl out the theater. He <laughs> says he said it was good. I was just telling my I was just telling him to do that. Well, I was like, my friend said it's Listen, top movie of the year. Like, go see. He's like, he's like, he's like, he's like, yeah. She had a lot of courage. Severely underrated. You know, people were bashing that movie. Yeah, I I think it, it was too much for him. I said that. Yeah, I said that it was too. But I, I don't like it. wasn't too much for me. Was it a tad bit on that side? I could, I, I could see why people would say that. But for me, I'm like, but you can't bring down a rating because it's too much for you. Can't bring a what? Like you gave it, it gave it bad reviews because yeah. it's too much. Well, this is my thing. I wouldn't have gave it a bad review. I'd have just told people just this movie not for the faint of heart. Be prepared. Be prepared. Yeah, just be prepared because this yeah. movie was like I gave it a, a eight point five on my nice. Um, my movie review. YouTube she showed station. a lot of courage. She did doing that. She did. Yeah, acting was everybody did well. Acting wise, acting Absolutely. was amazing. The story was phenomenal. Absolutely. Like at Edge on the Edge, you'll see it was good. It was good. It kind of put me in the same realm of uh, Atomic Blonde. Did you see Atomic Blonde? With I have not. Cherie Stam. Yeah. Need, that's a good movie. Right. You should go see it. It kind of, but it was a lot more darker than that. Yeah. And that movie was kind of intense too. Yeah, I like. Cherie Stam was, was good. Was good. Got the twist in the end. Yeah, it was just like that. It was a spy movie, uh, and and it, and Jennifer Lawrence. She do what she normally do. She okay. she gets she delivers a one performances can't, can't and her dialect was spot on. Yeah, it's yeah. a good movie. Yeah. I, I, thought, just, I think I already just like the second highest movie this year. Yeah, the only movie that beat it was Infinity Wars, and that's just because Infinity Wars did not beat that. To me, it is. Oh Wars is that. I'm sorry. It's like he just said earlier about the Hyper. Fast and the Furious. When you can put that many people on the big screen and give them all enough time to where you care about each and every one of them, I'm sorry. Did you care about each and every one of them? Oh, I, you know, I did. You know, you I'm did. A, I'm a superhero yeah, guy, too. You didn't so care too. about each and every one of them. I did. At least Marvel. Yeah, yeah. The only, only people I didn't care about like the people I just don't like. I don't like Tony Stark all that much. So, oh, you can give it up. But like you know what I mean. But like outside of just him, like I cared about everybody else. Man. I enjoyed the movie, bro. I enjoyed the movie too. So what would you have given it? Then, then? I, I'm giving it like a a seven point five. That's crazy. <laughs> That's low. Hey, yeah. you know what it gets. <laughs> slow. Yeah, I surprised them, but I put it on my all time list. What? Infinity. War. It was it was yeah, good. It I gave it a nine. That's too high. I gave it a nine, man. High. What can That's I say? High. You hired that rare, you rated that higher than Black Panther. I gave it Black Panther eight point five. Yeah, Black Panther was solid. Yeah, it just didn't have everybody on the big screen. Yeah. Yeah, Black Panther had a better villain, but slightly not as good. Because Thanos was amazing. Josh, no, yeah. Josh, just let's just let's just say Josh Bowen is amazing. You talking about motherfuckers are putting in work? Josh Bowen putting in that goddamn work. What all has he done outside of that? He, he Thanos, he's Cable, and he got the new Sicario coming out. Oh man, like he putting in. Did work. you watch the original Sicario? I did. Scar off the yeah. chain. That was yeah. very underrated. Yeah. 
I don't even know how he ended up in that movie theater. He was like, let's go see him. I think he was like, let's go see but his I movie. But I think there is a sequel. It, it is. Occur- it's yeah, come out right, this year. Right, right, yeah, right. the second so, one about to come out. And it's mine. So that shows a cult following. That, that, oh, Sicario is good. Sicario is going to be uh, fun. Yeah. I cannot wait. The first one was, I cannot remember the actress from this movie. The actress? Yeah, the actress. Well, who was that? She got a little bit of notoriety. Hmm. But she was in this movie. She did well. Mind you, women are doing well on the big screen. I just don't see if it's, like we said, if it's backed by money, which we know it is. You know, everything is driven by money for the most part. Hmm. I just don't understand the big push. Because, like, I watched Ocean's 8. Uh, the chemistry was great. Oh, good. But it wasn't It wasn't, It wasn't. wasn't an Ocean movie. Right. It wasn't Brad Pitt and, you know, George Clooney and, and Matt Damon. It just wasn't that. Right. You know, it wasn't that. The stakes wasn't high enough. Right. It was uh, Emily Blunt. Emily Blunt. She did great in that movie. Oh, yeah. I don't think she's in the next one. Uh, no, nah, she didn't win in none of the previews. So unless think, she kind of like. I think I did see her in the previews. I, I don't remember. I, 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 I just seen the, the, I don't know. I just seen the other guy, the guy that worked for the cartel. I just seen him the whole time. But, but like, uh, thinking of all the movies that will have women leads in it this year. Let me just go to my page. I'm just going to name off just a few movies. I'm like, that. it's that many movies? Like, yeah, it's that many. Uh, but I just don't I don't understand the push I'm happy that it's happening like you said it's well overdue and I love to see women on the big screen doing their thing and they've been doing their thing they've been cranking out some great movies yeah. I just don't understand the push and I would like to like do you think it's the Me Too movement and they may be trying to show that they more like oh you know we really care about women mm. well I think I think there is a certain zeitgeist spirit of the times that more than one influential vein is coming together in a similar direction and creating a synergistic movement. And usually movements that are resilient are synergistic, meaning that, that, that the sum is greater than, than the individual parts mm-hmm. coming together. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I think, I think there's, there's a strong synergy and, uh, and hopefully storytelling will continue to benefit from that synergy. Yeah. It needs to. And there's a lot of stories out there that, that that can and will be told. It's a lot of books that never got turned into movies, a lot of scripts that never got picked up. So I think movies in a, is in a good space. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You don't think so? Yeah, I think they're running, they running out of originality. It's, it's interesting because a, a lot of movies are being made book. that are relevant. But in terms of how many movies actually get the space in the theater, that's a different story. Theater, well, a lot of times rather than have a diversity of story and character, we'll have three screens, Infinity War. Yeah. Now, you know, in my personal opinion, Infinity War is one of the few films that deserves more three than screens. one screen. Yeah. But overall, that's not a new trend. And you go to the theater, and a bunch of the screens are given to the big blockbusters. Yeah. And so, so how many people bother to go to the Esquire Theater that has more of a range of films, I, I I don't think I've been. I, I go there when there are movies that don't come in, like you said, they don't come in traditional theaters. Yeah. Then I, if you if I want to watch it, then I will have to go there. And people, every, like you said, every movie don't go to the main. And people year. miss the recliner seats, and they're like, wait, you know, it's the screen isn't as big, and it so you re, you got to be committed. <laughs> yeah. You got to actually want to go out and go see That's, this movie. That yeah. movie, you want to go see this movie. Yeah. yeah. So I'm trying to think what movie it was like yeah. that. So like, okay, so I'm just looking at my list of movies. So in like a one, two, three, four, in a four month span, there were in a five month span, there were four movies with were leading actors in the movie. 
Okay. That's a lot. That's a lot more than the average. Which one was it? Uh, well, um, that one alien movie. Uh, I don't know what it's called. I might start with an A. Annihilation. Annihilation. Red Sparrow. A Wrinkling Time. Then it was The Strangers. And then it was Tomb Raider. I forgot all about Tomb Raider. Five, four movies with leading actors in it. One movie with almost a whole, almost an all-girls cast in A Wrinkling Time. And also with uh, Annihilation. I think they only had one guy in it, but when they went into the void, it was just all women. Which is not wrong with it. I'm just, I'm just shocked. And we say, we we say it all the time on every time we do a review. We say this is the year for women. If you are black and you, if you black or you a woman or you both in Hollywood, this is the best time to go out and go get rose. You better go out while it's hot, while the grill is, while the grill is on fire. Go out and jump on that mug because they giving you movies like this. So I need Joanna Man up. Yeah, you better Joanna Man up. Ha! Because they is they come. I'm to go read. <laughs> <laughs> they they come in. It's it's a good thing though. I like to see the diversity on the big screen. Absolutely. So what about movie wise? What is the movie outside of Infinity Wars? Because you told us that that uh, in Red Sparrow. What movies have you seen? I would say in the last few years that you were like, wow, this was this was phenomenal. Uh, well, Molly's Game is one of them. I was talking about and uh, um. Of course, I don't see as many movies as I did when when it seemed like it was a part of my job. I had to stay relevant mm-hmm. in my knowledge. Because if I'd be around a group of people and they were talking about something and I hadn't seen the movie and I was asked to comment, I'd be... You couldn't you know, really. Right, yeah. right. So that, that was important back in the day. But uh, um, it's funny because the quality of TV serial, you know, series has gone up so much. Yeah. That that tends to be like like every once in a while when I get in a I'll rewatch the classics like we were talking Godfather I guess I guess Sir just saw Godfather for his first time not too long Are ago. Are you serious? Yeah. How was it? It was great. It was great. I ain't yeah. watched part two yet. I ain't clear my day. Some yet. people like two better than one. Oh yeah, same yeah. Two best But they say three is bad. They people every, every, everybody down everybody three. Everybody say you don't even got to watch three. Yeah, everybody <laughs> say. I'm like, yeah. all right. Everybody yeah. say everybody down three. They're like you don't got to watch three. <laughs> and and so I'll rewatch that, and then and then if I'm in the mood for that that kind of genre, looking at power relations coming from uh, coming from quote unquote the underworld. Golf. Um, I'm in a casino. You go there next. No, I I tend to go series now because the, uh, Breaking Bad, mm-hmm. and I I have to crawl out of watching that series because it'll t- it'll take me into a dark place. But I think that I think sometimes if you can go to that dark place vicariously than in in people's personal lives there's more of a chance running that vicarious situation that maybe i won't make certain decisions for myself that are more expedient in the short run Mm -hmm. but that of course can can take a criminal path down which what i think that criminal path where it's very attractive uh in the short run it's definitely can be very lucrative but also it's a way to become an indentured servant yeah either through fear for your life or through the penitentiary system, which is basically a controlled environment that has to work pennies on the dollar. So you can say modern day slavery. Yeah. Modern day slavery. Exactly. Exactly. So, so these movies that help people run vicarious situations can become a defender of people's lives and the choices they make in its best scenario. And even though that, you know, I've, I've, People have asked me, why do you watch something that takes you to such a dark place? Well, because that series might really have that 
potential. What, you know, uh, there's somebody who has a gift for chemistry and they watch Breaking Bad. That, that, <laughs> that could have a very constructive influence yeah, on their absolutely. overall life course. That's social engineering at its best. You know, that's what, that's what rap videos are to, to black, you know, young black kids. It's a, you know, about it, like that. it puts it in your head to, you know, look at all this money that you can make. You yeah. know, look at the drug life. It's so sexy. It's appealing. But they don't show you the negative downsides. Right. That something like a Breaking Bad does show you. Uh, yeah. It does show you the downsides of actually becoming a, uh, didn't he make meth? Yeah. 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 You know. The best. Breaking Bad? No. Damn. It's the only, it's the only, it's, the, it's, it's only two great series of all time that I have not seen. Breaking Bad and The Sopranos. It, it takes an emotional toll. And The Sopranos did as well. But then once again, it, it was undeniable to me. I had to see it. I've never seen it. And, but I, I did. I had to crawl from it. Same just Breaking like, Bad, though. Yeah, those two series, that's like, Breaking Bad was that's there. Like that, The Wire. Yeah. I need to that's see The HBO Wire. That's when HBO was just on Wire. those two. Me, me, me and you both got to see The Wire. That's so that crazy. I've never seen The Wire. That's oh, so yeah. crazy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy how... Netflix is becoming a new HBO, but HBO they make like they make like a classic every five years. They get they get that one show that's just like yeah, you gotta watch it. Oz, The Wire, they come with all these great show now. Game of Thrones, Game of Thrones they come the with all these great shows. That. You know what's Game of Thrones? No, he was saying that that I should. Yeah, ah. Game of Thrones is in that realm of like. All time yeah. Yeah, shows. You ever watch any Lord of the Rings movies? Yeah. It, just, yeah. it puts you in that mindset like that. Yeah. But like but for, Renaissance era yeah. type stuff. For a modern consciousness. Yeah. 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 The Viking was my second TV show I was going to name. That looked good. I, I, I've i seen some snippets. Turning it into it. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's yeah. <sighs> it, takes, it takes a lot for me now to sit down and get into a series. Yeah, don't get enough. See, the other thing like about the Viking is like almost like 100 episodes because like 20 a season. Wow. Really? Yeah, they've been putting in work. Yeah, huh. a lot. This, I think they only fifth season, and every season is like, I would say 10 to 20 episodes. They, they're they great. Yeah. But that's the, thing, that's the thing I love about TV over movies sometimes is that you get – 80 hours, right. 100 oh, yeah. hours. Right. I would I would take a TV show over a movie any day. Mm. Because TV show give you more give you more details about characters like and break them down instead of a movie a movie just going to give you this rush background story. Yep. Like they TV shows to. go more in depth and everything. That's why TV shows like it way better. There were so many times I was going to swear off breaking bad. I'm like that's just too much. That's just too dark. It's just <laughs> and then and then, you know, I take a little break from it, then I, all right, I gotta see that that next season. <laughs> yeah, Breaking Bad. I've I've heard number great things about it. Yeah, it's good. But you didn't name a movie. I don't think I actually didn't because you you haven't watched any, right? Is that yeah, what it well, was? Well, I said the Molly's, Molly's game, game and and Red Sparrow and. It's uh, crazy. How you call, what made you watch that? Which one? Uh, Red Sparrow. Uh Like what made you say? I, it just it. I trusted that it was going to be intelligent. Knowing Jennifer Lawrence, yeah, and uh, and I don't think there was a Marvel movie out at the time. That's funny. <laughs> and so I said, I'll take a shot. I went in not knowing that much about it, and I'm glad. But I think uh, that'd be the best things yeah, about movies. I've been doing now. It a lot lately. Like just don't know nothing about. It. Yeah. Just going and watch it. I've been yeah. doing it a lot lately. Like yeah. when I went to watch, um, I about to say Annihilation, uh, the scary movie. When I just watched Hereditary. 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 
I, I knew a little bit because my friend told me, yeah. you know, what's this movie where a woman cursed her friend? I'm like, what? I never heard of this movie. So I didn't know that little part, but that's all I knew. I didn't watch any trailers. I've been doing that a lot lately, not on purpose, just because we, we watch, like I said, I watch a movie every week now. Right. Because I put out a review. So nice. Sometimes I go in there like, what is this movie about again? Yeah. And I watch, oh, this is actually pretty good. I've been getting surprised a lot lately. Like the movie um, Upgrade. All right. I, I was shocked by how oh, good it was. I gotta nice. go see it. I'm like, this is really good, a good movie. And it and it ended well. Movies never end well. And this movie like, this is actually an ending that I wanted to happen. This is exactly what I wanted. Nice. nice. <laughs> so That's good to hear. If you ever want to watch a few movies, I got I got them on deck for you. I got the ones that uh you go in there like, all right, this was really good. What have That's you heard about Tag? Uh I actually just got two more tickets for it. Really? Yeah. I guess that movie ain't. So they just give them day? away today. Uh, just must be giving them things away. You going, you going to see it? I'm gonna see. I'm gonna, I'm gonna text. Get my a word of mouth thing going. With uh, but so far I've heard it's been okay. All right, I've been okay. I haven't heard any. It didn't. It's not getting. Uh, oh, you must go watch it. I'm All not right. getting that from people. All right. And I like to test the waters. Like I got, I got different people I talk to about movies. Okay. And I also talk generically among like because at my job I see a lot of people. You know what I mean? A lot of people throughout an eight-hour day. Nice cross-section. So, so I get a lot of good information about, like, you know, are you watching anything? Picking anything interesting? I'm not really yeah. hearing a lot from it. Yeah. Some movies you hear a lot. Some movies like, oh, like when, you know, now I'm not going to use Infinity Wars because it's like kind of obvious. Infinity <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> yeah, Wars yeah, <laughs> Did you go watch it? Well, everybody has <laughs> watched Infinity Wars. Yeah. But uh, what was a movie that I was hearing a lot of buzz from, from, like, people before I actually watched it? Um... Like Ready Player One got a lot of push. A lot of right. people were going to watch that movie. Start one of Sir's favorite movies this year. Hey, best movie this year so far. Oh, nice. A lot of people was watching that movie. So movies like that kind of get that buzz. Give me, the, right. give me a twist. I, I didn't see coming. I, I liked, I liked the premise of Tag. It wasn't that people were talking about the movie, but it's based on a real group of guys that that said, okay, um, we're not going to completely give up on childhood. We're going to go, all right, I guess I got to grow out of the childish thing. But they keep the childlike alive through their, in their adult professional lives. And then whoever is it will travel and basically stalk their friend and then surprise the hell out of them, <laughs> tagging them up. And it's kept them really close as a group. So the movie might not realize, but it, that story that exists in real life kind of makes me feel good. And, you know, I actually look at it in a different way than you do. Uh, I look at it as, like, Get Out, right? It's a, you know, because Get Out was like a, a fear, you know, quote, unquote, yeah. you know, turned into a, you know, dramatic horror movie. Yeah. And I look at Tag as, like, a childhood thing turned into a comical movie on the big screen. They just mm -hmm. took this small concept of yeah. tag, you know, yeah, and that's yeah. really what it is. It's simplest tag, <laughs> but they like, how can we make this into a comedy movie that people will like? And I, that's how I kind of look at it. It's like the simple, how can we take the simple thing and make it into a theatrical comedy movie? I give, it, it's, it's just kind of like a theatrical sitcom escape in a way. Yeah. Yeah. I see, I see that. I think it's going to be good. Yeah, I hope so. I hope they did a good job. I mean, John Hamm, usually he picks he picks solid things. He was the guy in uh, Mad Men. Yep. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, I've seen um, I've seen a lot of actors on there. I, 
I'm interested. All I'm right. interested. I'm, All right. I'm, I would check it out. I don't. Uh, Hopefully, not too disappointing. It didn't. We only we only get to really check out um one movie a week. Maybe we can squeeze in two. And tag is going up against the Incredibles, and it's like all right. <laughs> it's like it's like you know if I got to re- review tag or the Incredibles, Incredibles. <laughs> like, you know what do I do? <laughs> so what's the big blockbuster that's out there in the next four or five months? That they're putting trailers out that you think is going to be a blockbuster that can can compete with something that has all the backstories leading up to Infinity War. Uh, is there anything it, like that out there? I don't think it's another blockbuster. So you asked me what what is up and coming? Ain't it's no, going to be a blockbuster. I think the blockbuster already hit. Ain't no ain't not being because um, a blockbuster doesn't necessarily mean good, right? You're just saying like, what is people going to go out right. and watch? They're going to go. They're going to Jurassic bother. Park. Jurassic, Jurassic Park, Park is going to get go. that. It's going to get that big push. Like I can't say Sicario because I don't. Nah. It's not gonna get pushed. It's gonna be a great movie. It's just not it's gonna, gonna be. It'll make money. It, it, it'll make a. It'll make it. It'll make money as it far as his budget is concerned. Yeah. I don't think it's yeah. gonna. I'm trying to think what a blockbuster out. Ant Man and Wasp. I unless we're not talking I, about Marvel I, I, movies. I think yeah. Incredibles two gonna get a lot. Oh well, of money. you know. I think it's gonna that's get a, a lot of money. That's Disney Pixar. Though. When that's don't the, Disney yeah, Pixar yeah, make I, money? I think it's gonna be like the highest gross. Because it's been a long time coming. Like a lot of people want to see this this movie. Well, that's that's when you when you hold off a movie like that. I always think the buzz gets a lot more. Yeah. Mission Impossible comes to mind. All right, I'm looking all at right. I'm looking I'm running down movies. Oh, okay. Yeah, some of those stunts he was doing, I guess. And he doing all his own stunts. Yeah. Mission Impossible, bro. You're that's not gonna be on your seventh or eighth movie if you're not making money. You think that's a, that's a clone? You know, every time he's been cloned by Scientology. Like, come on. And you better stop playing with Scientology. No, you know, you know they clones. come after people. They don't yeah, play no games. I know. <laughs> they got their media monitors. Oh, they don't play, they don't play no games. The yeah, thoughts and views yeah. are served. I'm just saying, Tom, Tom Cruise. Come on. He's still doing his own stunts at 60. Hey. Clone. Hey. He out there looking like Jackie Chan. Out there looking like a clone to me. You see Jet Li? What? what and what? Is he in something new? Well, he, in the, he look like he in a nursing home. Nah, really? is he looking bad like that? Well, he looked like he aged a hundred years in one year. <laughs> I, I hope Johnny Depp as well, but he's he's looking. Johnny. How do you how do you feel about Johnny Depp? Let's talk about some actors. All right, and, and then we I'll let you go. Let's let's talk let's talk about some actors that I feel like is very overrated. And let's start off with Johnny Depp. Good conversation. How do you feel about Johnny Depp being an overrated actor? Well, oddly enough, in the Twenty One Jump Street days, I bothered to watch that because he he do things that. That wasn't expected in the day. So, so from a from a, a series that that had tons of precedent, many cop dramas, but but they would improv things. He would imitate Brando in one episode. They did they did road trips, uh, lost weekend road trips, or get fi- So I I looked at him and said that that person is going to be interesting to watch in a wider array of stories. And in his early days, he was he was much more off the beaten path with experimental films. But they didn't make a enough money where he was ever seen in that overrated status because they just didn't make that Dumb that like kind of money. You had to make that money to even have the chance to be overrated. That's true. So he cut his teeth in doing films that that hold water, um, and and of course some of those early ones that black and white Ed Wood. I don't know if you ever saw that. I haven't. It. It's, I've heard of it, but yeah, I it's seen it. it's interesting. And if, if you like the behind the scenes that go into movie making, it's a valid story, because uh, Ed Wood was a filmmaker that made the best worst movie of all time. Trolls too. Uh, this guy named Ed Wood. 
and then Johnny Depp portrays Ed Wood, and he was cross-dressing. Yeah, see, Johnny Depp always played a weird role. That's, that's the only role he know how to play. I just don't. I just don't think he is a. I think maybe it might be now, and it could be due to typecasting. I just think that he plays the weird guy in every movie, and it's yeah, always kind of around the same tune. Like he ain't really blowing me away no more. It's like, yeah. oh, this is just Johnny Depp. Yeah. That's what it's getting to the point yeah. of. Like Willy Wonka, Johnny Depp is just the same as. Him in um, Pirates of the Caribbean. Pirates of the Caribbean. I was thinking the other movie, Alice in Wonderland. His his mentor Marlon Brando told him to be careful because we only have so many faces, so many characters in our pocket. What he used to say, but obviously, uh, anybody who is successful enough or or continues to do a lot of high profile things, it's it's really hard to avoid becoming a caricature of yourself. That's what the movie Birdman was about. Right, right. And that's why it got that attention. And by Keaton being beneath the radar for long enough in his career, it took an actor who had that in their background to do that movie, to do that concept. It was cast perfectly. Also, you know, I love black people. Top Five was also like that. Top Five was about him being typecast into that bear. No, yeah, you're right. But uh, so uh, do you think he's overrated now? Do you think... In your personal opinion, you don't got to follow my tune. If you right. if you think if you feel like he's a good guy, I'm, I'm just trying to think of the last time that he did a movie where I was going to have to see that in the theater. And for me, it's been a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But back yeah. in the day, oh yeah, back in the day he was a man. Yeah, got yeah. the movies in the nail. Unless, unless he got like a like a franchise behind him. And nice, I do still. I do hope his health is okay because he has done a lot of things for kids, and and I guess he's very he's very giving. He he visits a lot of kids in hospitals. He'll go in as the as the Jack Sparrow character and, and hang out with the kids and give pirate lessons and stuff like that. So, yeah. so, so you know, is, from that, so from that part of his regular clothes. Yeah. Yeah. So I do wish him. You stupid. You say he was, he was out in his regular clothes. Yeah. He always, I do wish him So let me ask you another question about actors. Now we went all, uh, overrated with people like, um, Johnny Depp. And people like Matt Damon, in my personal opinion. Matt Damon overrated? People like um, Man, uh, Tom Matt, Cruise. Tom Cruise is overrated. And by overrated, I'm not saying that they're bad actors. Overrated right. don't necessarily mean they're bad actors. Right. Overrated just means that they're not as good as either movies portrayed them to be, as far as like getting a lot of roles and yeah. getting a lot of leading roles, yeah. or people portrayed them to be. Well, with Tom Cruise, like a high-integrity project like uh, Born on the Fourth of July. Okay. You had to commit to do that role. Yes, you do. And uh, but in terms of you think of how many movies he's done like that, they're not as profitable. You have to work harder to do them, at least from an emotional standpoint. I believe not necessarily physical, but uh, but you know that American Made movie that he made recently. I see that. You know that was a valid story to be told, and I'm glad he still makes choices like that occasionally. And I did bother to seek that out. I didn't see it in the big screen, but I I think I red boxed it. I'm trying to think about what he was in just recently. That I said, Tom Cruise, you did a good job in this one. Was it Jack Reacher? Nah, that was no. terrible. I've never seen none of them. Don't so. go see it. <laughs> Which one was it? Jack, Jack Reacher. Reacher. Oh, yeah. That was when he was doing all those kind of bad, like Speed <laughs> with The Rock. And his was a little bit better than Jack Reacher, but they all were just along those lines. Like, oh, I don't know about these kind of movies. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, th- uh, who is your favorite actor? I'm going to look up the Tom Cruise movie, but who is your all-time number one, or you can give me two if you don't want to give me one, favorite actor. Well, Edge of Tomorrow was the Tom Cruise movie that actually was good. I like that. 
I'm showing my age a little bit, but uh, ain't no wrong with that. Some great old actors. But Streetcar Named Desire blew me away as a young man, and of course that that's an old movie. Um, so and then um, and then of course the On the Waterfront, and I then of course I, I was a motorcycle fan. So then the Wild One, and then ultimately the Godfather. Okay. So Marlon Brando. Marlon Brando is a legend, though. He is. Marlon Brando is a legend. He has sex with a lot of men. He didn't have sex with a lot of men, allegedly. Yep. That's what Quincy Jones put out there yep. for him. <laughs> he had sex he was, with Richard Pryor. Uh, what would you call him on a podcast? Loose Lips? Quincy, what would you call him? I don't know. You was calling him something oh, funny. I forget. <laughs> uh, sir, who your number one or number two? If you don't want to put, put one out there, you can put two uh, to mix it up. I don't have one at this time. Yeah. I don't have one. Who like, was? Who was it? I'm trying, to think, I'm, trying, I'm trying to think of somebody like... Who have you watched a lot of movies of? He's like, I love watching them on the big screen. I don't know. I re- literally See, don't know. this is why I couldn't do a movie review channel with Sir because he don't watch movies no more. Can't even tell me it's fair. I can name a list of people. Like, somebody I just like... I can give you five in order. Like, That's how cold that's, I am. Nice. <laughs> that's important to have that list. It is. Tom, Tom Hanks, critiquing. though. Tom Hanks, by far, is the best actor I've ever seen nice. in my life. Yeah. He has, like you said, faces. Me and my brother talk about this. You know, we talk about this as well, me and sir. Yeah, How many faces you got? Tom Cruise got a bevy of Tom faces. Hanks. Tom, Tom Hanks. Hanks. I don't know why I keep yeah, saying Tom yeah, Cruise. Yeah, yeah, I Tom apologize. Hanks. Oh, Tom Hanks. Yeah. Tom Hanks. Let you me say that, that one more you time. You said that initially. Tom Hanks yeah. has an amazing career, and he picks a lot of projects that you would like Tom Cruise to pick, a lot of passion projects, you could say, like right. um, The Post right. was based on a true story. And, and The Courage too and he's he's always had a, a great sense of of timing when to apply the mo the more overt courageous decisions but if you think of philadelphia yeah when philadelphia came out man nobody was was at not, his level would consider not touching that taking a part with that and kind of being risk. gay you touching two things at, at that time right where people are like what you right. do what you what one thing a lot You're of people right. been educated on it as with the AIDS thing and with the gay thing, it just wasn't a thing that people wanted to be uh, attached to. Denzel, Denzel was a, was afraid initially. Denzel showed a lot of uh, courage, taking the the more supporting role. Yeah, and 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 he showed a but but and nobody but Hanks because somebody who's got the skills he has, but also the inherent likability. You just look at that guy, and. I don't know what it is, but but you just most people can't help but to trust and like anybody him. that you can trust naturally. You're usually gonna like yeah. much more easily. Yeah, I believe. I agree. Yeah, yeah, that was a great movie. I, I went back and watched a lot of his movies in the past few years. But yeah, Philadelphia is one of them. I went back and like this was such a great movie. Both actors, you but you know Denzel always bringing that. You know he always bring that Denzel swag, <laughs> and he did the same thing in Philadelphia. And they and they made it in a way that even in that era, because. Denzel Washington essentially was like the average Joe in the, in that area. He was like he was confused and really didn't know, but he picked up the case. But it was like he even kind of struggled with the whole. It's kind of like it's kind of like a uh, American History X, like American History. It, you know how Edward Norton had to kind of understand like what was racism and actually seeing it with his own two eyes and seeing that damn this this really is is a bunch of bullshit. Yeah, right. it's just a bunch of bullshit. Right. Because even his people was doing the same thing that, yeah. uh, you know, you don't want to sell their own people. No, they was selling their own people. They didn't care. It's Denzel, about the green. It's about the money. Denzel becomes his number one advocate, which he absolutely needed in this story. Yep. And what what a, what an evolution that we see. Yeah, especially today. And and to me, ahead of his time, those character arcs are one of the main reasons I'll bother to see a movie in the theater. An evolution of a character. 
Because once again, I get to do something vicarious where maybe I can not have to live something firsthand to make an evolutionary step. We literally were just talking about that on the last podcast. Like you just watch something on TV to make a decision about like to experience, like you can give advice on something because you either read it or we watched it. Mm-hmm. So when yeah, people you, say, oh, you haven't experienced it. Well, I kind of did. If you make it, yeah, if you make it good enough. And uh, that is one reason why I like to show the TV show The Viking. The evolution between the main character. I was, I was literally talking about this Monday with my brother when we I was over there with them. Probably one of the best evolutions I've ever seen on a on small screen. By far. The, we talking about a pagan guy that believes in Greek mythology. North mythology, I apologize. He believes in North mythology. So Thor, you know, you know, Valhalla, all this. Gets to a point where about four seasons in where he almost, not almost, he starts to believe in Christianity, but also is rooted in his uh, North mythology because of his people, because he is a leader of people. So I don't want to get too deep into the story, but he gets to a point where he has to decide which path he's gonna choose? Good for them, man. And he goes. He has to choose a path, and I'm not gonna ruin the story. But he chooses the path, and the reason why he chose it was phenomenal. A great TV show, by the way. Nice. If you ever want to watch, oh, that's great. So, bro, it was amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. So I agree with you. Character development and seeing the character develop from one point to another is why a lot of other great shows, like a uh, Game of Thrones, Game of Thrones, and you see, you know, Rob. Uh, uh, I'm sorry. What's the white man guy's name? Fucking Jon Snow. Jon Snow. The you know how he went from where he is today to where he is now, yeah. and Khaleesia, how she went, Arya, all these characters yeah, that right. went that's, from one point all, to great, this point. Great character development. Great character yeah. development is yeah. why shows like this, The Wire and The Sopranos and Breaking Bad, yeah. become as good yeah. as they are. That's good. Yeah. yeah so if we if we see a character devolve, that's still yeah. a valid arc for us. Because in some ways, watching somebody else, it's, it might be easier to step back, introspect, and go, okay, maybe these parts of the choices I'm making currently will put me on a path to de-evolving. Mm, yeah. So like a, like, a, like a Breaking Bad gives an example where the short run, the benefits are great. And you even start, I mean, I even start rooting for him, yeah. you know, yeah, for a while. And then I'm like, why am I rooting for him? But yeah. then at the same time, I still, I, you know, you look, you look at what teachers are paid overall in this country. And then you also look at uh, a, a person who's got a certain background that they have spent a lot of time and money in school. Whereas, I don't know if you've seen uh, what country to invade next or something. It's called something like that, but it's uh, Michael Moore. He does that documentary. Never seen it. But he goes to other countries where people don't have to pay tuition to go to college. And a few countries that did try to make people start paying tuition, (laughs) he showed an example of of an American university campus after a a tuition hike. And people were just on campus doing their thing. But uh, some of these uh, Northern European countries, not just, but uh, when they tried charging any tuition oh yeah man the students were on the street they yeah, were protesting, protesting and, yeah. yeah pretty it's crazy and how, they changed it it's crazy how america gets away with a lot of the stuff that we do we ain't gotta get into it all but you know they get away with a lot of like like you say like tuition imagine we prisons have, imagine and, we have tuition tuition in the united states in america 
is I, I don't want to say that we need it, but tuition keeps a lot of people working. Get the fuck out of it here, does. man. You don't want to keep people on that wheel. What type? I don't. I don't. You want to keep people on the wheel? I don't. Yes, you do. You just said you need it. I just said I don't like it. You need people to work. I, I, so, I didn't say that. So, so all these people in European countries not working? I didn't say that. You're taking a lot of words out of my mouth right I'm now. I'm just going with what you're saying. you implying things in your own. I didn't say none of that stuff. Like you said, well, tuition is needed to keep people working. I said, I don't know. I'm bringing up the question. <laughs> I'm bringing up the question. Is this wheel needed? No. Is this no, it's not. Needed? It's not needed. Because uh, America, especially if you look, if you know the way people look at us, are very lazy people. Like the price that we yeah, pay we, for, we lazy, for all of this we lazy with okay. the tuition. Okay, yeah, we are, but we know we I gotta go to work. <laughs> you know you gotta go to work. Yeah, if you didn't have to, if you didn't have to go to work, sir, you still gotta go to work. No, you don't. Yes, you do. No, you don't. You gotta sir. provide for your family. Not as much. Yes, you because do. you're not. You're not. No, you don't. Because you're not severely in debt. Like if you go to school for something, you got forty, fifty, sixty, a hundred thousand dollars in debt. Fill me out. Fill me out. Let me get my make my point, and you make. Uh, fifteen hundred dollars, two, three thousand dollars a month, right? You make three thousand dollars a month. Six hundred of that might just be tuition. You might not have to work all of those hours if you didn't work, because a lot of people just work just to pay bills. They don't work to go out and live a life. They paying what bills? Tuition being one of them. They paying uh, (laughs) paying a mortgage. You don't need you don't need a tuition when you can have a mortgage. You it's multiple wheels to run on here. Like you have a car payment to run on, which you don't need. You're going to have a mortgage, which is probably a good thing maybe to have, yes, to get a house. So you're going to always have a will. So you don't always have a, a reason to work. You don't need a tuition to get people out and working. Mind you, I didn't say tuition was right. So don't look, I'm no, but I'm just saying, like, at this face, I'm just saying like, 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 like I started the you, tuition yeah, thing. Yeah, but you said, you just said. Uh, I said maybe let's bring it to a conversation we're Ameri- talking about. You said Americans, Americans are lazy. I didn't say that. You just I, keep putting words I, in my mouth. That. I tend to think that we're bifurcated people. So the people who work work people who look for an end run around working look hard for it um i think that politically we're the same way that that rather than looking for uh common ground or middle ground that oftentimes it's taking uh, an extreme position and it's looking more to bifurcate and fight and 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 play up the divide rather than than looking for inroads and part of it i think when a people become too bifurcated, the potential for trust, like we were talking about that, that component that Tom Hanks has, why, why he can bring us in in a way so quickly, become likable so quickly. He has this very, this, this element to him that is just so easy to trust. Charming, like Will Smith. So, yes. Really, really, absolutely. really charming. On the rock. Very, Absol- very charming absolutely. individuals. Absolutely. Or me. But overall, <laughs> overall, I think what people have been taught is expedient are, are, not, are not developing character traits that are, are particularly uh, uh, easy to trust. So as a result, anybody who, who has a strong view, it's really easy to get reactions, but, um, but, but getting people to trust each other is a much, to me... Uh, noble pursuit and and a, and a harder one to accomplish but when people do that i think that some of these stories that almost seem like people are making it up and and how some countries not all countries obviously but how some countries uh are able to to show examples that 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 warp our minds here stateside we're, we're like what 
That, that, that's not how things work. That's not how things run. Well, maybe it's because we have such a bifurcated orientation towards building our, our cultural motifs. Mm. I like your take. You, oh, you sound that. very educated. I, do you have any college? I, I have a couple, couple graduate degrees. Yeah, between slow times in the media, I would jump in school. Uh, one of the guys that I, I like uh, a lot, uh, Michael Eric Dyson, was saying that he believes that everybody should have some kind of uh, college. Hmm. He was saying that um, people talk a lot about how college is not important, and I, I am on that fence. Not that it's not important. Let me let me be more specific. It's, it's important hmm. in fields that you actually need it in. So I don't I don't feel like you need a degree in business, business when you can business. go out and learn the, the rules some, and the some, traits. Some things are you can get more through experience than going to college. That's what I'm saying. Like some Absolutely. people go to college to be a a chef. I say you can just go in the kitchen and learn from a chef and skip past all the college process and become a great chef. And also like acting. I don't think you need to go to a school of acting to become a good actor. I I didn't, but I I've often said I worked in I worked in some Inner city Philadelphia, as well as as well as the the burbs, and the burbs had had just as many challenges in different ways um, for a lot of the kids that I worked with. But but I've I've said that in terms of some of the quote unquote more dramatic or cranked up situations that I had to figure out a performance orientation towards. Without those work experiences, I would have been clueless. I think hands-on is big. I think I, hands-on is a way better – experience hands, is a hands, way better teacher than the like book. I, like I was talking to somebody uh, – I was like, uh, you really don't need college. You're like, yeah, you just go to college for the experience. I mean, for for the experiences on life. That's true too, though. He's like, he's like everything I learned, I learned after college. Yeah, that's true too. Like experiences, <laughs> uh, a social – social, yes. social uh, that's big. College is big for stuff like that. But I'm saying like I, I think it's good for people who like was like didn't really get out. In their childhood, like lames, basically, <laughs> like me and you, like we, like we experience a lot yeah. and we learn a lot. We yeah. know a lot, yeah. Especially high like, school. and I know people like that. They, they know nothing. Much. They yeah. like right. probably need that college experience. Right. And, nah, pay, and pay that fifty thousand dollars for that experience. Come pay me. I'll show you a good time. I agree with you. I agree with you. But like, but certain, like I said, certain things you need it for. Like a doctor, you need to know. You know. You, you know. I always to- say the same thing about that too. I become a doctor. You can't become a doctor just if you, give if you me, go to school. No, I don't need school. Not just I'll, throw me in the surgery room for every day for a whole year uh, straight. Maybe, I'll be able to do that surgery myself. The only the only difference between that and like um, business is that as a doctor, let's okay, so let's say you was a doctor for five years, right? Yes. And you was working on people, right? And yes. somebody came in, their head hurt, their nose is running, and every time that you dealt with them, it was a flu. I'm a, I'm a keen and knowing you come in, your hair, nose running, you got the flu. Mm-hmm. I've been doing this for five years. Okay. Six year, guy come in, his hair hurt, his nose is running. You give him the flu medication. He come back two days later, doctor's not working. You need to know, textbook-wise, if somebody's hair hurt if, and their nose running, it could be 1,500 different things, if, and I got to start running tests accordingly. Okay, okay. Because hospital work is all about guessing. Like, doctor work literally is about knowing all this information in your head. I have no Wikipedia in your head of symptoms and what it could be and can't be, and either treating it accordingly or testing accordingly to get it to a treatment. So you got to know these things. It ain't just going off of, I see you. No, you don't know. I said people you every know. day. You go look. That, that doctor go, go back and look it up. 
like, okay, what the fuck you going? You don't think they looking this shit up? Probably, yeah. It was like, but it don't always. I'm saying like, you, you, don't, you don't need school for that. Like you gonna like if 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 you do this for five years, you gonna be you gonna come you gonna encounter different scenarios every day. It's like it's like working in a factory. Yeah, but it's a little it's like, different. It's like it's a little it's different. Like, sir. It's like why you used to work in a factory. I didn't know nothing about these fucking machines when I got there. Bro, I agree with you. And I encounter a different scenario or a problem it every day. It was a thousand scenarios and I, and in, I, this, and in this I, factory. But different scenarios come up. Yeah, you got and I, what ten scenarios? And, and I figured it out. But we talking thousands. We talking yeah, about, about a yeah, human body yeah, thousands. About, oh, you, about 10. <laughs> 10, <laughs> 10 I could just name 10 things dealing with the head. I didn't even go on the ears, is, the nose, is the is mouth. Things? That's yeah. all the head. <laughs> yeah, sir has 10 different basketball movies. He's like, that's enough. Yeah, play. that's all I need. <laughs> that's I all you need. I don't need, you know, I don't need a lot. As long as they're all, they all work and go in. Right? So do you think that sir is a good basketball player? Like what level would you put him at? Like semi-pro, a little college, four years. Like, where would you set him at as far as his basketball well, that's a good time? Question. Yeah, he's he's. Uh, and don't lie to him, please. Be honest. He's he's one of the most consistent pickup players. Like I, I'll see some pickup players that have some good days and some not so good days, but Sir has a consistency that. Uh, that very few pickup players have. So normally, when you have consistency like that, a lot of people will go, "Okay, I'm going to take this consistency and I'm going to I'm going to put it where where I want to get paid for it." So, but there's a whole thing like uh, I lived in Wilmington, North Carolina, where Michael Jordan came up, and because he came up there, there are a bunch of manager type people, it's just like the agents we were talking about for actors or performers. Uh, so manager type people for basketball players. So you, you sell this manager on your background, on your playing, consistency. When Over summertime, a lot of people come home from the European League, and then they, they, they play. You like and those managers, yeah, those managers watch to go, okay, who's a talent? But it's, 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 it's time and place, too. If you were in an area where there were a lot of managers, where there was that supporting culture, where, where you were getting to go up against players that are used to playing at a higher level consistent, consistently, then that's where you really start to test your metal. But but anybody that plays consistently, to me, means that that's something that if you're so motivated, that that's where you go and test your consistency with people who were coming home playing at a level that they get paid for at least some of the time. You so. never play at like any like um. I know usually it's like spots where like a lot of like college players go to and like he said, people that come back home go to and play. You don't ever I don't have time no more. I used to go up to uh, Lifetime. That's where they play at normally? Yeah. Like a lot of people come home from uh, like mm. in the summer. Yeah. I used to play up there. Is it tough competition? Yeah, on the good days. Yeah, how do you Might do normally? Good. Well, yeah, we talking about? I'm talking about like against the people, individual. Oh, yeah. Do good. Okay. They going to okay. score because they good. See, when I, see the, time, the last time I seen Sir – Play uh, a five on five competitive game. He did terrible. So, uh, <laughs> you did. You didn't do good. It, it happened. I was broke. It, it happened. You was still. there. <laughs> he said. He said you was there. You was there. That was about experience. Yeah. I was watching me. <laughs> I went there. But yeah, usually Surrey is consistent. He's he is a very consistent player. Yeah. But that day he he's playing pretty bad. Yeah. He didn't take it to the basket enough because he was taking bad jumps. So you, you could have been tired. I think I played two games at that. I hope not. But like but game. the second game was a championship, and that's the game. Oh, yeah. How many times you playing a week these days? Like 
like five. Yeah, that's a lot. He playing a lot lately now, though. That's a lot. Usually you don't play five, though. Lately yeah, you've been playing a lot I play more basketball. Monday, I play Tuesday, I play Wednesday, I play Thursday, yeah. I play Friday. So why don't you play in the now summer? I play Sunday. At Lifetime. You're because, not even up there no more. Because I, uh, it'd be Wednesdays at four. I'm here. I'm trying to blame it on a podcast. Well, you cannot go to that other Wednesday thing, and we get to do what you talking about. What do you do on on Wednesdays? You just say you play five days a week. What do I do on Wednesdays? You tell me. (laughs) What did you do last Wednesday? Did you play ball at all? Yeah. What time you play? No, I didn't. I did. I didn't play last Wednesday. What time do you normally play ball on Wednesdays? Noon. Like noon. Yeah. Okay, so stop playing at noon. We can do the podcast at one, and you can go up to Lifetime at four. Don't gas me up. I don't want to do that. I don't want to say that membership no more. <laughs> yeah, that membership off the chain. It was off the chain. the best gym in Cincinnati, though. The best. You been with Yeah, I have been yeah. with you. Yeah. Gym off the chain. It was good. But I don't think Cincinnati has a whole lot of manager-type people. Nah, nah. nah hell nah. So, this ain't a, this ain't a, no other city for well, basketball. I know, I know a lot. Football. Is this, is, we are known for yeah. football, especially high school football. Really? What? But we got some of the best high school football teams in the nation. Fact. You can look that up. At least two of them. We, we talking about teams. We talking about like players. But like, that's what I'm saying. But, got a lot of good talent. But that's the thing though. If usually you got the best team. In, go nowhere. But usually when you got the best team in the nation, you got to have. That was like one year. What are you talking about? You say best team in the nation? Yeah, Cincinnati like, has a, yes, a team ranked nationally yearly. I think it's a cape. I think it's an elder. Elder, all right. I thought it was Saint X. You got Moeller. We got Moeller. I might be Moeller. See, that's the thing. Hold on, we got we got Moeller. We got Saint X, and we got what you say? I forget what that one school. Moeller, Saint X, and And uh, Elder. Elder. We got three schools that probably that specific school that that is oriented toward physical education or something, and people. I think they were called the Cape, and I think they did have a. I think I was just. I think I was just there last. I went to go see my cousin play. Which one? The one that you don't like? What are you talking about? How are you doing anyway? Your basketball cousin. That's the one I went to go see. How you been doing? He good. He going back for one more year. You know? Where? Where's he going? He going back to college? Yeah, he graduated. He got one more year of eligibility left. On, uh, Why? You say you're not doing nothing with it. On basketball. Yeah, what school? Malone University. All right. Nice. He ain't aggressive. We seen it again. I was like, yeah. You still ain't talked to him about it. I was like, and you I was still like, ain't. I was like, what you are you going, doing, working man? Out, you're working out 10 times a week, and you're not going to work out with your I cousin. He living there. Dayton is not that far. How far do you drive to Anderson? 40, what, 40 minutes? Yeah. That's Dayton. No, Literally, no, that's Dayton. No, it's not. Bro, look up Dayton on your phone. What are you talking about? Dayton is a 45-minute drive. No, I'm it's making... not. Okay. Okay. What are you talking about? What's the Dayton drive? Well, it depends what part of Dayton, but. Uh. I mean. Trotwood. I don't know. More and more people are living uh suburbs that whole way so it's made for more traffic so if you're hitting 75 wrong time of day you got a long commute yeah i agree yeah. but y'all can do it early you 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 dictate the time as well too though right yeah if you go at the you right time to, you can make decent like if you want to if you want to go up there like on your days off because that'd be probably the best time to do it because you you got a whole free day but you live in an anderson that adds on a lot of time because it, it takes you a little while to see right now i'm looking at the top of uh, 50 schools and we had uh Corain at 31 saint x at 32 this in ohio or in the nation? This is a nation. This Uh-oh. is not national uh, in the world. So for us to be even top 50 out of all the high schools in America, that's good. you know what I mean? That's just two schools. I didn't go down, you know, every year, it's, you know, some school hey, goes. And you got to look at it. Ohio Stock, they put the LeBron. LeBron. Yeah. yeah, sir. Born and bred in Ohio. So he said, so 
So when you, he to answer his question, he said I'm an NBA pro level player. He didn't say that. All That's, he said was that you were a consistent pickup player, which can really be attested to like high school level. <laughs> <laughs> Ohio's got some athletes. Wynn Woods is sixty two. Oh, stop there. Wynn Woods. Uh, they won a championship not long ago. That's where I came from. Wynn Woods. Like, yeah. like, not yeah, like yeah, two like years ago. Year, right? This year, last year, year yeah, it went, like it went too far. In, which is shallow soccer. Wynn Woods always been kind of decent. No, they lost. But they won. They went. They lost. Yeah, they got blown out. Yeah, but it wasn't Wynn Woods when I was there. What was it? Forest Park Green Hills. Yeah, that's a long time ago. Has right. it been Wynn Woods? I was Forest Park, and I was bust in. From Forest Park to Green Hills for the desegregation. Well, so See, that's a lot of stuff. Hey, what the fuck? He said for the desegregation. That, I w- so you, that's you, why I didn't go to Forest Park. You've been to segregated schools before? No, no, but that's why that they set that whole system up that way during that time because, because Green Hills didn't have the diversity. So some of the Forest Park neighborhoods were earmarked to come up through the Green Hills School District to have diversity in the school. They say Green Hills is very racist. I hope it's changed. I hope it's changed. Like they say, you go over there, like even the cops is like, not now. What? Oh, what? now? What would it be in Wynton Woods? There's... Of course, I'm talking about right now. <laughs> yeah. Hold on. You get you got to be careful driving driving through the the smaller village part because there's definitely a lot of speed traps. But hopefully they're mm. pulling you out of the car and whooping your ass, sir. So we don't got no we don't got no cameras on our on our office, dog. We look, I've, I've never small. seen it, but I can't deny it's never happened. <laughs> yeah, phone nowadays. You know they grabbing and slamming them up. They don't care about the phones. <laughs> Boy, cops is out here is wrecked. Hey, did you uh, see Dennis Robin crying on TV? Yeah. So, okay, we 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 leave it off on this. The last funny. Topic, last topic of the day. This, so let's talk about this whole Donald Trump thing and and um him potentially, you know. Being the guy to have world peace, he is the guy. I said potentially, he's not there yet. We didn't nothing. I heard is nothing been make concrete. The, make done. the world great again. The <laughs> new slogan. How do you feel about he that? Mark? Next campaign slogan. How do you already. feel about this whole Trump and King Jong Un, Kim Jong Un, making the peace treaty? And do how do you feel this will impact Trump's legacy? Well, if he can pull it off, I, I have uh, I have suspicions that. That he's on a fast track to get a lot of attention about it, which isn't necessarily the best kind of uh, uh, deal making for the long run. In part because of uh, something to be able to refer to in the in campaigning for reelection. So it's it's something that that you just pray from afar that it's not too fast and loose. But there are certain suspicions I've listened to. Some of the uh, the people who are deemed experts who have worked in diplomacy and and also the military and and had experience with uh, with the Korean situation. So, and and many have reservations. So so far, uh, I I strive for optimism, but uh, but kind of got to him. You got to just hope I, that he does I, well. I I think they made a fucking secret a secret ass deal for a secret ass army. They about to do some secret ass shit soon. He only could do so much though, because one thing about Trump, he is under that microscope from from because 
like he like you said, people are watching I him think, because I, I think of all of the like Russia talks and all of the this, fact that he is a businessman. A lot of people are keeping eyes on the things that Let he's me doing. Tell you what's about that? He gonna get impeached. Conspiracy, sir. He gonna I, get impeached. I don't see that happening at all. Kim Jong Un gonna mysteriously die. He gonna take over North Korea. <laughs> Donald such, Trump taking over North Korea. Then he gonna merge both the Koreas. Then he, <laughs> he gonna call it Trumperia. <laughs> Trump needs to make friends with the <laughs> NBA again, so he, he can he can be uh, friends with uh, with Donald, uh, not Donald, uh, Dennis Rob, Dennis Rob. Oh, Dennis Rob come, comes with and Korea. He'll play that's like that's like the like the national bird. Like Donald now they have sex. You talking about something's going on? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah they definitely they yeah. definitely yeah. little too close. Comes, Dennis, Dennis Robin comes with North Korea. Him out. He flying Dennis Robin out. He getting flown you out. You know by. what you do? You know what you fly somebody out. <laughs> Talking about flying people out. He flying out dinners, Rodman. Yeah, he ain't paying for them flights. What? Playing playing loving basketball every day. <laughs> loving basketball. <laughs> you know one thing about that whole thing is too, like if you friends with somebody like King Jong, you know what you can do in Korea? What? I'm slapping Bro, literally. You don't gotta you ask nothing. Yeah, what? Whatever you want. Like that, that, it's a dictatorship, dog. You see that girl it's there? whatever. It's it's whatever. I'm just go. riding like they probably carrying them around like I don't even know yeah. what the fuck. I'm not, going, I'm not going to this racist. Well, uh, <laughs> can't, can't, I don't know what you're talking about. Wheelbarrow, is that what you're saying? No, he can't real like, like, like he a king. Oh, okay. Like, I'm thinking you're talking about the citizens. No, no, no. He see the peasant. He's like, hey, tell that girl to come here. Yeah. They ain't doing that. I, I really, it's a dictatorship. Y'all want her and her and her Wash daughter. her up and send her to my room. <laughs> yeah. And King Jungle send a soldier over here. Go get her yeah, and her daughter from my boy Dennis yeah. Rodman. Me and him about to have some fun. <laughs> <laughs> You, and bring her dog too. <laughs> bring the dog too. We got Joffrey in the house. <laughs> bring the dog too. We oh gotta go have God. a ball. That is hilarious. He said, I came back and I had death threats for 30 days. <laughs> like, that's Robin, shut your ass up. Go. Take your ass back to North Korea. <laughs> no, I give you no goddamn death threats. Take the, out of all the people in the world, how do you take him serious? He said, I tried to get Obama to go, but. He won. He won. Feeling my nigga. <laughs> he ain't say that. He did. But <laughs> uh, yeah, King Jones won't mm. work with no black guy. Come on, stop. He it. did. He worked with Dennis Rodman. Stop it, bro. He's having sex with Dennis Rodman, and he tried to have sex with Obama. Allegedly. And Obama was not going. Yeah, he's a Donald Trump over there having sex. I don't think Obama tall enough. I think he like tall guys. Oh, Dennis Rodman. Donald Trump over there having sex. sex. Donald Trump over there having sex now. Nah, not yet. Yeah, instead what of the Obama black played basketball for Occidental, I think. I yeah, think he, no, he played ball. Yeah, Obama played ball. I think. I think the the college is called Occidental, and I think it's kind of close to L.A. I think he, he played ball. He there. did play. No, he played ball. Yeah, he played a point guard though. He ain't, he ain't Dennis Rodman tall. Right. He like his guy six five, six six and up, and a lot of Pearsons. Yeah, I I saw Rodman <laughs> in person in L.A. party or something. He was. I think he was taller. I bet he was high as hell when you see him too, boy. He, he's, he's, he still look cut. Try to, yeah. try to have sex with you? I don't What's know what that, that means. Wait a minute. What? <laughs> <laughs> Who was that? <laughs> what goes on the L.A. party what? stays in the L.A. party, dog. Yeah, I said he tried yeah. to have sex with you. He said, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Well, fuck I'm, it. I, I'm half deaf. I, I don't uh, <laughs> It was that, some man. night. Oh my god! I probably missed some propositions in my life that I didn't know about. Yeah, of course. <laughs> absolutely. They grabbed on your leg. You just thought it was a flower or something. <laughs> just Robin, like, you want to go to North Korea with me, Mark? <laughs> <laughs> you can have whatever you want when you get there. Yeah, I'm cool. If somebody yeah. say you want to go to North Korea, I'm like, no. But oh, 
So people were saying that he potentially could win the Nobel Peace Prize if he if he delucralized. Shut no the fuck up. He getting sued by a porn star. He ain't getting no goddamn Nobel Peace Prize. I'm just letting you know what this, the things are. He about to pardon himself. He he tried to pardon Muhammad Ali. <laughs> Shit he's hilarious. One thing about him, he's like, he's like, my thing is like, well, like, imagine just laying in bed and like, you know what I'm gonna do today? <laughs> <laughs> he woke up, I'm a, I'm a, he's, I'm a, you know what? I'm gonna bring back Yoda and Star Wars. He doing shit like that. <laughs> Calling up Frank Lucas, like, yeah, you better. Yeah, you know what? We gonna bring him back, okay? Bro. He said, he said, somebody great, great memory. He's a great man, great, and now he's a great memory. Muhammad Ali. I I said Donald Trump's the funniest hey, person ever. Donald Trump, listen, he doing what every kid would do if they were gay president. This like, this like, this like, this like literally blank check in the White House. Yeah. It's all Richie Rich right now. Oh my goodness! Yeah, he's just having fun. Hey, I, I like that he pardoned Jack, the Ooh. boxer. Oh posthumously. yeah, Jack Johnson wasn't it? He's still alive? No. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Part of people that's alive. It was because of it was because of Kardashian. Yeah, that she lobbied for it. It's like, all right, I'll do it. They said just said anybody named Kim. Right. Anybody named Kim can get, Kim Jong -un, can get shit Kim done. Kardashian. They said send little Kim in there. I got so weak, man. <laughs> they said send little Kim up there and see if we can get free meat. Bro, <laughs> there's a lot of people that need to get pardoned. That I think should get pardoned. Like Snowden, I think he should be getting pardoned. <coughs> he probably never get pardoned though, because Donald Trump don't like him. He's trying to. Have the president so he can pardon himself. Of course. If I was the president, I would pardon myself. That's what he's trying. If I can do that, I'm doing it. He ain't got no crimes against Not him. Not yet. Though. A lot of shit about to come on, though. But pardon. Well, you impeach him first before you impeach me. Pardon. Before you can't impeach him. Pardon. <laughs> <laughs> he probably really doing that, too, with lawyers. Like, arguing. That's how you argue with the lawyers. <laughs> well, they look at a pardon. <laughs> <laughs> stamp pardon invoke my fifth amendment oh no that's no that's the that's the plead the fifth that's the plead no, the no, fifth. no 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 we changing it that means pardon it now. means pardon pardon he said you wake up with shit to do <laughs> yeah like that's my thing Just wake up in the bed one day like you know what because no one's telling him this stuff no one's telling him you should start pardoning dead people he literally just came up oh you know what i can do start pardoning all the people that people love and they'll love me even more yeah but like mom and Ali never got convicted of a crime. I mean, yeah, no, he, he got, got his, he got, he got his conviction overturned. Yeah, overturned. I apologize. Yeah, so you can't pardon him. So he, I'm like the fact that he didn't know that. It literally, he, ain't nobody telling him this. He shit. watched the movie. Oh, he just watched. Yeah, it. he oh, seen okay. Will Smith get locked up. He just thought, oh man. He's like, damn, why the fuck is Will Smith in jail? So he really pardoned. He think he think Ali is Will Smith. Yep. And he pardoning Will Smith. He's still, he's still, he's, okay. He's still think Ali alive. Okay, that's okay. I don't even want to say that's good, but okay. <laughs> But, Mark, um, did you want to add anything before we get out of here? I appreciated the invite and uh, meeting you, Ray, and, and catching up with Sir, other than either having set screens for him and, or box him out. Well, it's crazy. You set screens for somebody that can't shoot, though. You definitely Mark, driving. Mark, After the screen gets set, you uh, definitely driving in the basket. Mark, can I shoot? Yep. You definitely driving in the basket. You know, who who said you play more? Me or Mark? Stop Mark. it. Stop it. You play like three times Stop it. How many years now has it been? Like two, three? Mm. It's been a while. Because Blue Ash was, was some years back. And I've played Blue Ash for before Blue Ash went away. Yeah. So you see Mark when he was a young man? No. 
<laughs> I, I ain't seen Back him, when he was dunking, I ain't seen him uh, in L.A. party days. <laughs> L.A. party days, huh? L.A. party more. He had the tongue. Yeah. He had the tongue ring. He had a tongue ring. <laughs> <laughs> he's out there party all the time. <laughs> he's like, he's like, he walking the party with the bag of bag of coke. The party here, Mark here. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Start LeBron in it, the coke. <laughs> That's how you really party. <laughs> It ain't no party unless Mark's in town. Ain't no party. Mark in town? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was lucky to sneak in that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, Mark, it was a pleasure having you on. You're always welcome to come back I anytime you want to have a conversation. We are here. It's oh, great. It's great. Sir, you want to leave the people off of something before we go? Uh, I'm a great basketball player. Anybody who want to challenge me, or just line them up for me and I'll beat them. I know you got some money, man. <laughs> you so stupid. Challenge on wax, nigga. Yeah, I, I, I told him. You know what I mean? He going to get at you. But uh, I will lead the people off with uh, a little bit about, about what Mark talked about. Um, this is probably one of the best times ever to try to make original content and be your own director, your own actor, your own filmographer. You can do it yourself. Just go out there and do it. We live in a world of alternative facts, and we're here just to provide some more. Thank y'all. Facts.